Chapter 2 Shigaraki was capital P pissed off. It was the day after Overhaul's interview visit, and his league was in a state of chaotic disbelief. Magne was dead. Compress was missing an arm. Toga was pestering him about going stab-happy on the Shihasakai. Twice was inconsolable, shouting between his cells about someone needing to pay for this and sobbing about how it was all his fault. Spinner was doing his best to provide treatment for Compress, being the closest thing they had to a medic at the moment. Dobby was making a few calls, calm face being betrayed by the tangible heat his body was giving off from pure anger. Kurogir was trying to keep everyone and everything together, and it took everything Shigaraki had not to decay the card Overhaul had thrown at his feet before his departure. Somehow, he knew it was all Dobby's fault that he felt so torn up about the death of Big Sis Magne and the loss of Compress's arm, and not for the same sense as the panic he felt when he got pit-pocketed for his pocket notebook. Although it was admitted overkill what that stupid kid ended up as, he's sure the stain is still in the concrete. But closer to the sense of when he last saw Midoriya, turning around to face him, before being lost to his sight entirely. The only difference now was Magne wasn't coming back. People came and went all the time when he was growing up, with only himself, Sensei, and Kurogiri as the sole constants. He didn't feel like he should be taking Magne's death so hard. But those that were here, that had survived the fight and capture of the summer camp ordeal and formed camaraderie over it. Hell, this group formed a bond even before that mission. Magne really did seem to be everyone's big sister, down to the teasing attempts to take care of them. She understood more than most the need to belong, and she made everyone feel belonged. Spinner and Dobby took care of her remains, carrying them out back and Dobby giving her a proper pyre while twice howled with grief back inside, unable to properly face it. Toka was uncharacteristically solemn, tracing the tip of her knife into the floor and murmuring promises of retribution for twice. Retribution. That was a fond word. Shigaraki flipped open the notebook to the nearest half-filled page, clicking open a pen and writing. Retribution. Noun. Punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act against disgusting old news relics who think they can lord over us. He frowned, eyes narrowing at his own passage. Midori would find irony in this, he thought to himself. He would say, Told you it's not just the heroes who have flawed political systems. Flashy quirks, daddy's money, and foundation to work from. Same shit, really. Fuck off, Midoriya. He sat back silently, reaching into his pocket and taking out Overhaul's card, looking at it carefully with narrowed eyes. Overhaul thought they were little raggedy children playing an elite game. You're kind of a childish prick, to be honest. Midoriya had pushed it a little far past perfectly accurate, and Overhaul wasn't exactly a polite gentleman either. But if that's how he came off to that elite scrub, then he had to step up his A-game if he at least wanted an audience with him. Retribution could come later. For now, he had a demoralized team to park back up. Two weeks earlier. Izuku was pleased at the mods he and Mei put into his costume for the provisional license exam. It wasn't much of a difference, and he preferred it to be kept under wraps, but he commissioned her to tidy up his costume with a pullover half-mask that melded into a hood rather than his rabbit-shaped mask. Then, privately, he asked for one more mod. Got any material tech that can change cloth colors? Well, Mr. First Place, here I thought you had a challenge for me, she chirped, picking up a sample cloth. It's a little denser to keep the change tech in, but with a trigger touch, she ran her finger over the cloth, the piece turning from gray to blue, 
You've got you some camo. Perfect, Izuku said, grinning and handing her his changed form that included bracers for his arms to help protect them from even more damage. He shuddered to imagine what he'd have to have done in order to be muscular if Shigaraki hadn't put him on the obtain list. His hooded half-mask and the color change request to bring his costume from green to black at any given time. It'll be done by exams, Hatsume said, then pulled him, uncomfortably, close to take personal measurements. Only his knowledge of her doing so exclusively for more personal touches and nothing more kept him from freaking out. Also, here, Saturday, for a test run for my new babies. Aye, aye, he said, allowing her to finish taking measurements before leaving. This double life crap was going to be the end of him, he thought, as he walked back to his dorm room to pull his burner phones out of his hiding spot to check on them. No messages tonight, thank God. He needed to get a proper sleep schedule back until he did get back into it. Exam day was an odd one with odd people, and it was oddly exciting, and a good bit of fun. After he was separated from the main group by Shindo's quirk, he quickly put up his mask hood and ran his hand along the pattern on his costume, the green parts turning black and making him look completely different than who the others were supposed to be targeting. Regardless of school, everyone already knew what his costume looked like, and they wouldn't be aiming exclusively for him. He managed to get two out of three of his required outs before one of his buttons lit up from a ball that came from nowhere. He swore under his breath, looking around and seeing a Shinketsu student leap from her jump to aim at him, perching on a rock. He hadn't even noticed her, he thought, keeping a tight hand on his ball and staying on his guard. You are a tough one to catch, she remarked, staring at him unblinking with a glimmer of hunger. Always on your guard, hmm? She hurled another ball at him, making him jerk out of the way before looking back and finding her gone. Izuku's brain racked itself for different possible quirks. Invisibility, maybe? Super speed? His thoughts were interrupted when he found himself pinned face first to the ground, holding his arm twisted behind his back in a tight hold, pinning the other one down by his head. How did you do that? he demanded, feeling her leaning quietly. It's a technique, she said softly, her voice almost seductive. I slip from your sight, slow my breath, and clear my mind. Perfect stealth, like I'm not even there. Okay, can I grab my notebook real quick? Izuku cut in, green eyes almost sparkling from under his mask. That is so cool and useful. Her legitimate surprise made her grip loosen enough for him to fling her off and stand up, snapping his arm out and pinging his ball off one of her buttons. No, but seriously. He had his new pocket notebook from his hands, clicking the release of his pen open and closed with excitement. Could you repeat that, but slower? She blinked before smiling. Oh, you want to learn more about me too? She asked, beaming. Well, they were both interrupted by a web of quirk from a Ketsubusu student, both of them leaping out of the way to avoid being caught in it. Izuku quickly ducked behind another rock, looking for an opening when he heard a voice calling his name, looking out and seeing Uraraka. He saw an opening and rushed out, grabbing her and jumping over flying rubble until he found a new safe spot, putting her down. Okay, but seriously, can you tell me about that technique? Uraraka's face fell from happiness to surprise before her features began dripping off of her. You knew it was me, and you still saved me, she asked, Uraraka's form turning into a gray mess at her feet. What is it that drives you, Izuku Midoriya? Izuku again had his notebook and pen out, looking eager. Right now, knowledge, he said earnestly, then blushed when he saw her nude under the gray mask, politely averting his eyes. If you don't mind, anyway. She laughed. A gentleman, too. How interesting. Well, not much to say except what I told you. 
Slip from sight, slow your breath, clear your mind, and blend in. The rest is nothing but skill. She looked amused as she saw him writing. Now your turn. What drives you to be a hero? Izuku put the notebook away, then picked up one of the discarded balls. Change, he said, then nodded his thanks and tugged his hood back over his face, hurrying off when he heard his classmates' voices. Toga smiled after him, almost skipping as she went to find Kami's hidden uniform to redress herself and finish up this super fun mission. She hadn't gotten any of Izuku's blood like she wanted, but that could always come later. Izuku Midori was still on Shigaraki's capture list. When the time came for the rescue aspect, Izuku kept his suit green. Too many people around to explain it. Rescue was something he put more heart into than the previous hunt exam. Rescue came in so many shapes and forms, but it started with what was right in front of him. It was the most important part of being a hero, he thought as he took the tips and advice from the HUC seriously. He had to be positive in his rescue, but efficient. Quick, but careful. No one to stay with someone or when to leave them with someone more qualified. And when gang orcas showed up, when to stay with victims or when to fight with heroes. Todoroki and Yorarashi having a feud mid-battle and gang orca KOing two more powerful trainee heroes answered that question for him. He ran his hand over his suit to make it black, running toward gang orca's sidekicks and grinning when he realized his color-altered suit vaguely resembled theirs. He still needed to be careful. Out of the line of vision, still your breath, clear your mind, blend. Izuku dashed through the line of sidekicks quickly, taking out a good number of them while his breath was stilled before leaping out of the main fray. What the hell are you two doing? He shouted at Toroki and Yawarashi, tapping into his 5% and swinging a kick at Gang Orca, his suit spreading back to green at the tilt of his power-up. Gang Orca blocked his kick, and Izuku jumped off the man's arm to behind him. Vision. Breath. Calm. Blend. He darted back and around, jumping before landing a Manchester smash on the hero, the man barely having enough time to raise his arms to block it, but his bracers were cracked from the impact anyway. The other school students joined in to help with the remainder of the sidekicks, more taking care of a good bulk of them before making a protective barrier between Gang Orca and Todoroki and Yorashi. Seeing the bulk of the sidekicks under control, Izuku only had to keep Gang Orca occupied until the alarm sounding off, signaling the end of the exam. Himself and the others visibly deflated with fatigue and relief, and began to wrap it up to tidy and get the scores and tallied up. Izuku waved a quick, Sorry for your bracers, and can I have your autograph later? to Gang Orca before rushing to Todoroki to help him up. Mora was doing the same for Yorashi. You okay, Todoroki? he asked, assist walking Todoroki to the actual medical tent. Todoroki remained silent, head lowered in shame, and Izuku politely left it at that. Overall score? 81. Not bad. Bakugo and Todoroki failing. Very bad. A chance at a makeup test in three months? Crisis averted. Everyone said their goodbyes and parted ways, a hold of only being Yorashi running by just to say good luck and I still hate you to Todoroki and run back to his bus. That was amusing, at least. He looked around for the girl, Kemi, to say his farewells, but only overheard Mora saying she went back early not feeling well. Oh well, he thought, getting onto his bus. He had something new to try out. Toga walked back through a nondescript tunnel after slipping away from the testing grounds, feeling her burner phone ring instantly. She smiled, answering. Finally, you pick up! Compressed voice rang out. Where are you? What's going on? 
Oh, I had the most fun I've had in ages, she chirped, letting the form of Kami slow away and fall as she walked. She heard Compress sigh with relief. Don't forget your usual check-ins, he admonished. You go down, we all go down too, you know. She rolled her eyes. Don't worry, I've never been caught in my life, she said. I do have something to show for it, though. Sort of. How do you mean? I was going to get some of Izuku's blood, but even during the exam with all enemies around and me transformed into his teammate, he still took time out to ask questions after recognizing Kami's stealth prowess. And he let me go only after hitting one of my out buttons. It might not seem like much, but he looks so hungry for information. There was an odd silence from the other end before a short scuffle and Shigaraki's voice speaking. Did you get any other information from him? He asked. Toga tipped her head a little, thinking she heard something akin to desperation on the question. Sort of, she said after a moment of thinking. I asked what drove him to be a hero, and he only answered change. Silence. Hurry back for your briefing. Click. Toga pouted at the phone. Rude. Not even a goodbye. She took off the Shiketsu uniform and bagged it before putting it into a nearby garbage can, then sipped from a vial of random passerby's blood to complete a secondary disguise, heading back home.